It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Thursday. Great to have you in on Megaphone, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com. A ton to get to. And it's great to have you in. Um, Tyler Boyd coming up in just a few minutes. My conversation with him as he looks like he makes his debut or will make his debut this week. Man, I really don't want to dive into the, the John Ross thing with Marvin again. And yet... As far as Bengals topics goes, I think that's the one you want to hear about the most. But I did that yesterday. So on yesterday's show, if you want my my take on some comments from Marvin Lewis and what he said about John Ross, you, you go back, listen to yesterday's podcast. I, I am going to do this, though. Boomer Esiason talked. He was on Bengals Game Plan on ESPN 1530 with Dan Horde and Dave Lapham. And Dave Lapham straight up asked him. He gave it a hypothetical and Boomer obviously watches the Bengals, so he knew exactly what he was talking about with John Ross. But here's Boomer Esiason's answer when Dave Lapham asked, hey, man, when a rookie does that, stops on his route as a quarterback, what goes through your mind? <laughs> you know, uh, rookies, you know, I played with Eddie Brown. He was like that a little bit. You know, they kind of take things for granted. And I played with uh, Wayne Corbett his first year in New York. I mean, that was uh, that was interesting, to say the least. And, you know, these are just part and parcel of the problems that you deal with on a daily basis with all sorts of rookies. You know, I remember when Andy Dalton was a rookie quarterback and, and how that affected everybody around him and how they had to support him. And it's easy to say, okay, you know, it's a rookie, it's his fault. You know, Ross made a mistake. Uh, I, I'm assuming that's what you're talking yeah, that's about. So that's the, that's uh, yeah, the, yeah, so he, he made a mistake, and, you know, he'll learn from that mistake. That's, that's what your rookie season is all about. It's about learning who you are, you know, what the NFL is all about, how competitive it is, competitive it is each and every week. And if you don't bring, you know, what you need to bring every single Sunday, you're going to get your ass handed to you. So I think that's kind of where the Bengals are right now. It seems to me, you know, that they're, they're probably – is, is it, it's a combustible situation. There's no question about that. And uh, it's, you know, we got to wait until the end of the year gets here before decisions start being made. And, you know, when, you, when you're dealing with young players, you know, I remember it was Corey Dillon, his rookie year. And I, I can't tell you, Dave, how many times I said in the huddle, okay, we're going to run 76 out X shell across. You got number 57 in pass <laughs> protection. You right, got that? Right. And he was like, I got it. I got it. Then finally, after about, you know, two or three games, I kept saying to him, all right, you got number 57 in pass protection. Hey, will you shut up? I already got it. I know it. You know, so right. you always have to remind the rookie, and I'm sure it's frustrating, but Andy will continue to do what he's doing and try to be as good a leader as he possibly can. That's what Marvin could have said, right? That's what Marvin could have said. That's what Marvin could have felt. <laughs> rookies, rookies make mistakes. Hey, John, our receivers suck, and they're not getting any separation. So how about you get back out there and make sure you don't quit on your route next time. Let's go get him. Hey, Andy, coach him up on the field. Let's go. We need John Ross, the ninth pick, if we're going to win this game with our season on the line. We can't go to three and six. We got to get to four and five. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Instead, that didn't happen. Instead, John Ross played one more step. Instead, I felt the need to 
talk to John Ross one-on-one off the record yesterday. Instead, Marvin Lewis said this during his press conference. Well, he's had, you know, as I, you know, give you the, you guys asked for the John Ross update each day. Um, you know, if you count the number of weeks it's been, you know, I think it's been four now. Last week was four, uh, where he's had a couple practices every week, three, you know, three, four. So to, to get acclimated. But again, the thing that I told him, and uh, it was great because Andy was with him, was, was in the hall with him on Tuesday, that for Andy against that coverage to throw him that football, he should understand how the quarterback feels about him. And he expects him to be where he needs to be. And that he let, you know, his teammates down. He let me down. He let Andy down. Because maybe that ball's not supposed to go there in that coverage. But if you do it right and you run like you can run, that ball can go there and it can be a big play for us. You're right. It could have been a big play, Marvin. But you know who can't make big plays? John Ross when he's on the bench. John Ross, when you don't let him know, hey, I believe in you. Get your ass back out there make a play because I know you can. That's all you had to do. And instead, Marvin takes that route of, oh, if you run like you can run, and Andy throws you the ball and throws confidence in you, well, then don't let me down. Don't let Andy down. Don't let everybody down. And by the way, Adam Schefter tweets that out. Like, that goes everywhere. Goes everywhere. Come on, Marv. Come on, Marvin. So Marvin Lewis. I think about it more and more, and it it really has on this podcast been the Marvin Lewis show. I, I tried not to, I tried not to make it that this week. Yesterday it wasn't about Marvin Lewis, the the show I had scheduled. Today, it just feels like that's the thing you guys want to hear, and I get it, I understand it because it's ridiculous. And the the other comment that I have on this is simple: I'm not sure Marvin Lewis is the guy for this. And you're like, well, yeah, James, of course he's not. No, but. What I mean by that, and Mo Egger talked to me about it today on Cincy 360, which airs on ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati every day from noon to one. Pretty simple when it comes to Marvin Lewis. He doesn't like playing the young guys. He's done it at times. But even Carson Palmer took a year. Andy Dalton played because Carson, well, he retired and then they traded him. Like if Carson would have came back in training camp, or came back week one, you know Carson would have started in Andy Dalton's rookie year. You know he would have made, he, he would have done what he had to do, and, and Marvin Lewis would have got him on the field. A.J. Green plays a lot as a rookie because they don't have anyone else. Chad's gone. Terrell's gone. All those guys are gone. Jordan Shipley gets hurt. Like, th- that's just how the Bengals are. That's how they work. They take their time. Like, think about it. Carl Lawson's playing, sure, but it's because there's no one else that's even close to as good as him. If Carl Lawson was just okay and they had an okay defensive end that was a veteran, the okay defensive end that's a veteran would be getting more time. It's just how it works. And so if you have a coach that isn't as good with young players, which based on what you heard from Marvin, I would say he's not as good with young players, he's not the guy for the job. They have a lot of young guys. They're going to get more in this year's draft. They're going to have 10 draft picks. They might even have a young quarterback if I get it my way. You need a new coach. It's that simple. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app. LockedOnBengals.com is where every podcast goes daily. And Megaphone. It's new. It's Megaphone. Check it out uh, as well. That, those are the links I'll tweet out at James Rapine at Locked on Bengals. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And I mentioned my interview with Tyler Boyd, and I caught up with him because he practiced in full yesterday, like I said he would. Expected to practice in full today. Without any setbacks, he will be healthy enough to be active Sunday. And then you have a dilemma. Is it John Ross? Is it Cody Core? Is it Tyler Boyd? And odds are John Ross won't be active. Here's my one-on-one interview. If everybody's healthy, here's my one-on-one interview with Tyler Boyd. Tyler, I didn't realize this, but uh, it's your birthday today. Happy birthday. Appreciate ha- it. How old are you? Big 23. 23 year. 20, this is your Michael Jordan, Jordan year. year. Yep. yep. Jinx. It's not, it's not a LeBron year? That's, it's Jordan? Jordan's still 23? Yeah, it's always started with Jordan. But it's a, a big week for first. Yeah, but uh, it's another big week for me, you know, trying to get healthy and trying to get back on the field to help my team win. You know, that's the only thing I want to do is get out there and win. We, we talked about it uh, a little bit last week, just the fact that you, you hadn't really dealt with any leg injuries through your career. So what, what has that process been like, kind of dealing with something you haven't dealt with before? Um, I think I uh, took care of it real good. You know, got the great guys in the training room to help me get through it. You know, it was just hard for me to just go out there each week and just watch and not be able to help my team. I think that was the hardest part for me because I never went through an injury, never had to sit out this long. You know, but I'll shake back and, you know, I'll, I'll get everything back right in motion, be the player I've been being. Now, obviously, this Sunday, if, if you do come back and you are active, you're going up against Denver, which they're known for their corners, they're known for their man-to-man defense. What have you seen from them, and is that a challenge? Obviously, if you're active, you'll be ready for it, but is that a challenge you'll embrace coming back from injury? Definitely, you know, because uh, Harris last year was the best guy I felt at the nickel. You know, so I know I got to bring my A game. I got to be sharp to go out there and beat him consecutively, consistently, you know, to give myself opportunities for Andy to see me, you know, even if it's pressure or not. You know, I got to do my job. I just got to go out there and do my assignment. So this, 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 this week for me, if I go out there and play, there's pretty much no room for error. You know, I got to be – I got to come in here and, and stay on track just like all the other receivers. Is it – even though they're really good and really talented, knowing they're going to play man-to-man, is that kind of fun as a receiver, knowing, all right, it's me versus one guy, I beat him, the ball will probably be there for Mandy? Definitely, you know, because at that point, any play you call, any time, you, you, you get a shot at getting the ball. You know, because in the zone, you call a certain route, you pretty much, you, you, you can be the guy to run in somebody's window to try to uh, bring the zone player to you to get the other player open, you know, but the man is just one-on-one. Whoever first get open, you know, pretty much get the chance. So I think that's that's pretty much going to help us play fast and make everybody out there want to get open. In the Bengals locker room with Tyler Boyd, are, are you worried about the altitude at all affecting you? Did you play there in college, play in Colorado at all? Or? Uh, I never played there, but I feel like I'm in shape and going to preparize well to take on that surface atmosphere. You know, I'm going to make sure I hydrate and get enough fluids in me to the point where I don't get gas. You know, I don't even want that to be a factor in me going up there. You know, I just look at it as another way game, play another way stadium. It's balling. 
practice plan. Now, recovering from the injury you just mentioned in shape, how hard is it to stay in shape or get back in shape following a, a knee injury? That's probably the hardest to do, you know, because you need your legs to run and stay in shape. Yeah. You know, so I ain't really done nothing in three weeks. And when I did start running, I was hurt and, like, damn, winded. And it was just, you know, um, I just took a step by step. You know, I still felt like I wasn't dead or wasn't um, where I needed to be. You know, I just was just so super sore after I would, you know, run and things like that. You know, I was going to get back in football shape. So now that I think I got all the soreness and everything shaked out, you know, I think that this week would be a clean week for me. Tyler, I appreciate the time. I hope to see you out there this week. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, boss. And I think Tyler Boyd can help this team. I really do. I think that... And I was high on him before, and he'll probably it's, – that's the thing, man, is Marvin will probably – this is what he's going to do. John Ross will be active. They'll throw a deep ball and, like, going up against Chris Harris or Aqib Tlaib or Bradley Roby, like one of those great corners, and he'll lose. And then Marvin will be like, see, I told you he's not ready. Man, those guys get the best of A.J. Green. Like, A.J. Green will get bested on Sunday. <laughs> so, like, if John Ross gets bested, I w- it's part of the game. It's part of it. But I do think it's intriguing, interesting, one-on-one. Uh, my receivers, and I'm going to go ahead and, and just spill the beans here on who who should be, who would be my receivers this week. They kept six active last week. I, I, they probably won't do that. But you got to go A.J. Green, Brandon LaFell, Tyler Boyd. And I'm serious about these. Tyler Boyd, John Ross, there's four. And this is going to be surprising, but I think I would go with Josh Malone. That would mean no Erickson, no Cody Core. And that's surprising for a lot of reasons if you're a Bengals fan. But we're talking about one-on-one man-to-man coverage. And if Tyler Boyd's healthy, and Josh Malone certainly getting plenty of run, and we know that he can physically run, so can John Ross. Brandon LaFell's your veteran. And then you got a guy in A.J. Green, obviously. Like, those are the five. If you add a sixth, it would be Erickson. And that's fine. If there's room for a six, it's Erickson. So he can handle all of his special teams role, all those special teams duties. And that that's probably it. But to me, like, is Cody Core going to beat one of those guys? Like, John Ross, if you actually gave him a shot, he might make a play. Tyler Boyd has made plays. Cody Core, has he made plays? Erickson's made a couple plays. Sure, I get it. Is he beating one of those guys one-on-one? Maybe. Maybe. So that's why he's six. But those are the guys I, I'm rolling out there. I don't feel confident about Sunday's game at all. At all. And I know the, the Broncos have struggled on offense and Brock Osweiler starting and the special teams issues they've had. I just I think Von Miller and that defense and those corners are just going to eat up the Bengals. It's going to feel like the Jags. But it doesn't have to. If A.J. Green's out there, if they get Geo more involved, and if maybe they use John Ross, maybe they use Tyler Boyd, just a thought. I'm James Erpine. This is the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Tomorrow, well, tomorrow we'll be back at it. We'll be back at it with one more Lockdown Bengals podcast for this week. Next week, it's a holiday. We will get in as many podcasts as we can. Make sure you give me a follow on Twitter, at James Erpine. At Locked on Bengals, subscribe on iTunes, Megaphone, the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until tomorrow, when I'll give it a prediction, maybe I'll have a change of heart, maybe I'll get some information where I hear that John Ross is killing it and going to get a bunch of balls this week. 
Not likely. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to today's Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.